Okay, uh, we are back for next episode with uh, Ryan Weaver and Derek from Mo Guns. I just wanted, <clears throat> excuse me, wanted to say thank you uh, again, Ryan, for coming on and uh, sharing your story. It's uh, fantastic. The last episode was awesome. I appreciate and, uh, it, man. Thank you guys for having me again. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And I, again, I, I have to tell you, as I sit here, I'm just in awe of your story and your family and. Uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the sacrifices. So thanks, man. I really, I really appreciate you saying that. Um, so we talked about last time, you know, your story. Um, we wanted to, uh, Derek, did you want to jump? Oh, in? yeah. Before we uh, jump into our second segment and talk a little bit more about your story and the insanity that is the current political climate, I would like to give a shout out to our first sponsor, Strike Force Energy, is created by a Navy SEAL, is veteran owned and operated. If you need energy on the go, go to strikeforceenergy.com. Tiny 10 pouches, only 99 cents a piece. You can pour it in water, coffee, other energy drinks if you're crazy. If you do, be sure to use code COMBATLEARJET, one word. It'll get you 20% off your order, and it'll help support this podcast. Awesome. Thank you, Derek. So, yeah, Ryan, I, I just enjoyed hearing the story. Um, I, I, I like to open this up. Uh, I don't know if you, you have any unique uh some, I mean, obviously, if you're in Iraq in 2003, you probably saw some crazy stuff there. Um, I don't know if you had any stories that you wanted to share kind of from your flying days and that. Um, Man, I mean, I'll tell you, I, I didn't – I was the uh, flight ops guy uh, going into Iraq. I was the junior W-2, uh, CW-2, so I was the junior aviator going into Iraq. And uh, I did most of the flight scheduling, so um, – I, I ended up getting on the flight, most of the flights because you don't give the good flights to yourself. <laughs> yep. Um, That's a good scheduler there. Yeah. Well, you, if you want to make a lot of enemies real quick, you, you yeah. do. But, um, yeah. but I, uh, I took a lot of the logistics, logistics runs down to, uh, you or down to, um, Doha, um, because those were just a way for me to be able to get one flight in. That would probably be as long as three flights, um, of, of interesting flights anyway, uh, in the city. But we, I mean, we, we had uh, several missions that were, you know, sketchy and, but I, I mean, I can tell you the first time that I almost killed myself over there flying, mm -hmm. yeah. which was, uh, I did a, <laughs> which everybody's like, yeah, tell me about how you almost killed yourself. <laughs> Here we go. Now we're talking aviation. Yeah. We all have those stories. Yep. <laughs> but, um, I learned to uh, sling load in Hanau, Germany on wet grass in a closed traffic pattern um, with a fuel blivet. So if anybody out there is a, a helicopter aviator, uh, if, um, if you, you know how easy that was to learn, how easy of a situation it was to learn in, um, didn't have to worry about anything getting in my way didn't have to worry about you know dust didn't have to worry about any of that stuff uh fuel blivets roll um you name it it was probably the easiest circumstance which it should be because it's a learning circumstance um to to get qualified on sling loads with and then the next sling load i did was in iraq and uh in baghdad downtown baghdad the ministry of defense building a six-story building downtown and uh saddam had put 
anti-aircraft uh, guns up on the roof with um, ammunition, and they had the you know the air conditioning units and all that kind of stuff up top. So, so the next sling load that I got to do was off of a six-story building, um, an anti-aircraft gun office, and a, uh, also we did two runs with a cargo net and an anti-aircraft back anti-aircraft gun off the top of a six-story building. After learning how to do it uh, with a fuel blivet, probably three months prior or six months prior to that, when I first got qualified in it. But anyway, uh, so we, I was white knuckling it the whole time. But the cargo net bag was, our cargo net was pretty easy, but the um, sling load for the air, anti-aircraft gun, um, we went into the boneyard. If anybody got to spend any time at Bagged International around there, but just northwest. Well, I mean, the the runway was facing northwest, but um, just off the end of the runway on the north side, excuse me, on the north side of the runway, we um, uh, was called a boneyard. And it's really, they they were dropping hulks off there. And essentially the, the trucks that were towing the hulks and all those different things were, had beaten the sand down to talcum powder. I mean, it was just super fine sand. So we started, we were coming in with the, um, with the cargo net bag or cargo net thing and we could drop it. We were starting to brown out, but after we had already gone through there, two other aircraft went through there, dropping uh, the additional ammunition off, pretty much dusted out the whole LZ. And um, we didn't want to screw up another, screw up another clevis. Um, so we uh and we were gonna have to go in and get that clev get the both the clevises after we you know got every everything down but um anyway we were going in uh, with the aircraft anti-aircraft gun and we started browning out i it had to been 150 feet agl and i'm a young aviator still right i mean i this was one of my very first flights actually in iraq um I'm with a senior instructor pilot for our battalion. Uh, so I got, you know, a really experienced aviator. His name's John Crowley. I'll tell you a little bit about one of the last pictures I had with hair, uh, if you guys remind me. <laughs> but um, so we're, we're bringing this anti-aircraft gun in and our crew chief is calling, um, you know, the distance to ground for the, the bottom of the gun. And, and we hit, dirty air, lost effective, we, we lost lift, dropped in, and we missed poking the, the, the top of that anti-aircraft gun through the t bottom of the aircraft by probably a foot. Wow. Ooh. So the crew chief is yelling, pull up, pull up, and because we just, the bottom dropped out, and I did the dumb thing that a junior aviator would do. I yanked up on the collective, and of course, master caution light or master warning light goes off. Master caution light, excuse me, goes off. I've forgotten more than I even knew in aviation. <laughs> so I apologize, guys, if I yeah. sound like I'm ignorant. I, it's been a long time. <laughs> sure. okay. And I haven't been studying this stuff all day, every day at all. Um, but anyway, so, you know, all the war bells and whistles start going off. We get into rotor droop and the aircraft is, is very close to hitting the ground. And you know, the, the guy that I was flying with was 
super calm, didn't say anything, reset the master caution, dropped the collective and leaned the cyclic forward so we could get into uh, clean air. And I watched the pitot tubes almost drag the ground as we hit ETL and pulled it out of there. But uh, I would have I would have dumped us over and, and probably killed us. Um, no telling because you never know what's going to happen when that rotor system starts flying everywhere. Um, so, uh, that was probably my crappiest moment in flying that I could say that happened over there. Um, and quite honestly, there were other, there were other things that happened, but my stories, my combat stories, uh, or my time in combat in a general support aviation unit. Um, I don't have some kind of, I don't, I don't have a, a whole bunch of, you know, awesome stories like my brother and supporting combat missions, direct support and combat missions and, and those kind of things. I, I, and I, I'm, I'm never going to claim for a second that I'm some superhero aviator or that, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, any, any, I'm, I'm some bad Muldoon. I was honored to get to go over there and fly with some of the best aviators, uh, that I, you know, that the army had to offer. I was honored to be over there with my brother. And, um, you know, my takeaway from it was being able to forever call myself a Black Hawk aviator or former Black Hawk aviator and to retire out as a warrant officer as a W3 and collect a retirement paycheck for the rest of my life. So, you know, and, and to be able to come back a lot. Um, Absolutely. Wow. And, and for me that, you know, despite a few of the other circumstances that happened and me almost killing myself on that flight, um, I was able to come back alive. And I think that, uh, you know, um, I'm never going to not be proud of my service uh, and, you know, my short combat stint in comparison to some of my brothers and sisters in arms that have done multiple tours to both Iraq and Afghanistan and God knows where else around the, the, the world uh, to protect our freedoms. But if I can be the voice for them at the national level uh, for the rest of my life, I'm, I'm going to be doing that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I... I know exactly. I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm, I flew Learjets around over there. That's, I mean, my whole name combat Learjet is kind of a, it's a joke, you know, I mean, it's, it's a Learjet. We don't right. really think combat, but uh, I don't find it as a joke. Uh, but Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I feel you though, man. I, that's, that's exactly what my feelings are on that. And I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the stories. And, and I think, anybody that does this thing of aviation long enough is going to have a story that where they've almost killed themselves. And right. I, I definitely have a couple of those in my life. And as, as you get by them, you look back and go, wow, I'm grateful I survived that. And, you know, for me, if it wasn't for the grace of God, I'm, I would have been metal a couple of times. So uh, that's, uh, that's awesome, man. I, I appreciate your story and that. And you kind of lead right into what we talked about before is this, you know, I, I'm proud of the service you did for the country. I, you know, I'm proud. Of, uh, once you've done it, you've been a, you've been in the military, you've served. Uh, if you've been a, an aviator in the military, then you're in even a different uh, group. And just, you know, uh, what that means to you, um, obviously with your history and your brothers, what, what all that means to you. And I, I just want to touch on if if you wanted to address it and I'll be happy to talk on it too. Just, What's going on in our country right now? The the things that we're seeing uh, yesterday with the NFL, um, the uh, 
you know, the, the kneeling during the national anthem. And I, I just wanted another veteran's take on, on what you, what your feelings are, what your thoughts. And, um, and then, you know, I'll be happy to follow you up on that. Well, one of the things that, um, you know, the PBR, uh, started an initiative is actually one of the, one of the bullfighters, uh, Shorty Gorman, who's probably the most famous bullfighter that they've, that they've got, or he is the most famous bullfighter that they've got one of the most famous bullfighters of all time. And, um, he's, uh, you know, they used to call them rodeo clowns, but they're not anymore. They're actually considered bullfighters, but, um, but they, um, he, he started an initiative called the, we stand United pledge. And this is one of the, one of the reasons why of the many reasons why I'm, I'm extremely excited about being the patriotic voice of the PBR and getting to, I don't have to change who I am. I haven't had to change anything. My cowboy hat had to change a little bit because I had a, used to have a rocking cowboy, like a rocker cowboy hat. And we, we went to something a little bit more, uh, more PBR friendly, <laughs> let's just say, but I can't, I can't complain about it because I'm, I'm on with, uh, um, Larry Mahan, who is a six time, um, world champion cowboy in bull riding and Bronco riding. And, uh, we're, we're working an endorsement deal with him and his hats are just amazing. So I'm good with that. But, um, but they, they started this initiative, the we stand United pledge and every single bull rider voluntarily made the pledge to stand during every national anthem, regardless of what country they're in. And this is the first large sports organization to sign a pledge uh, to do that. And this came from the bottom up, not the top down. So this wasn't something that was a, uh, you know, that, that these bull riders were pressured into doing. It's something that they voluntarily did because they, they understand the opportunities that we have here in the United States. They understand, they understand the different, the, the, the sacrifices that have been made by people like my brothers, but also every single veteran that has fought for this country and signed on the dotted line uh, to, to be willing to give their life for this country. Um, and all of our, you know, the, the, the folks came before us that made us a free nation. Um, they understand that they come from traditional cowboy roots where they believe in integrity and grit and hard work and, uh, all these character traits that if you shook somebody's hand on the street that you would want to have in the person's hand that you're shaking and, something that we try and emulate in the military on a day-to-day -day basis, all those different things that we talk about that matter to our military service members matters to the PBR. And I think it's an amazing thing to be part of that. Um, yesterday I was at the Tennessee Titans football game because the Tennessee Titans were one of the few NFL teams that had not uh, gotten into this taking a knee during the national anthem thing that's going on. And it's just amazing to me. It's absolutely amazing to me um, because I can ask anyone, there's not a single person that can say, tell me the last time someone stood up, put their hand on their heart, sang the national anthem next to you or on any professional athletic field where it caused such a negative backlash uproar as these people are the, as these players taking a knee during the national anthem. Not one single person could ever say that. Nobody. So if it's a message of unity, if it's something that is supposed to create positive change in our country, 
then why is it creating so much more division? It's not something that, that most Americans see as a good thing. And then yesterday at the game, for the first time ever, and I could not believe my eyes, someone, a country music artist, got the spotlight to sing the national anthem. I don't know if they get paid or not by the Tennessee Titans to sing the anthem or not. The spotlight to sing the national anthem. And then they took, she and her guitar player took a knee right after she got done singing. Mm-hmm. So you're going to sing the national anthem and then protest the very song you just sang. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't make a lot of sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. And everybody said, oh, well, she's just standing, you know, she's standing or she's kneeling in, in support of the, you know, um, the, the, the downtrodden and the oppressed and blah, 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 blah. Man, let me tell you something. Look at the percentages of the ethnic minorities that are in the NFL and tell me that is the picture of oppression. Look at our military and tell me that we didn't all have an equal opportunity to succeed based off of merit. Hmm. I come from a world like that. Well, you come from a world like that. Every, most everybody that's listening comes from a world like that. The, the oppression that is happening around the United States is, is not something that the national anthem has anything to do with or our flag has anything to do with. They don't represent that. Yep. As a matter of fact, the, 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 most, the crazy thing about it is this. The national anthem was being sung as the battle cry for the North who was trying to fight against the South, as they said once the battle, you know, when, once Abraham Lincoln needed a new reason for, the, for, you know, for the war to continue. Initially, that wasn't even what it was about. It was about secession from the United States or from the, yeah, from the Union. And then it turned into a slavery thing. Well, the, the national anthem was being sung by the North when they're the ones that were the proponents for freeing the slaves, and that was their, their go-to reason. So where, can you, where do you see, for any, any logical explanation, where do you see that the national anthem has anything to do with oppression today? Nothing. If you want to take a knee, take a knee some other time. If you and, and they, you know, they're saying this week that they're doing it because of what President Trump said. You know, he, he had a conversation and quite frankly, he had a conversation that most people are probably having that are, they're afraid to, to, to have out in, in public without being called a racist, sexist, misogynist, whatever it is that any Trump supporter was called during the election. But the, if, they're, if you're mad at the president, he's got his own song. You know, we all heard it before. We'll recognize it. He yeah. has his own song. That's a great point. So, so, so protest when, when his song is playing. You, me, every American, and every patriot out there, every military service member that has served and sacrificed, every patriot that fought to make this country free, that's the national anthem song. Amen. So if you want to protest, if you want to protest something, if you don't like somebody, if you don't like what's happening in this country, get in your communities and help make, start making change there. But don't do it when a song that I am 
unbelievably and unapologetically proud of, of singing is playing while the colors are sitting in front of you or, or somebody is I just, it's a wrong, it's a wrong time, a wrong place. And this, I'm not talking about politics, nothing that you haven't heard me say anything that's as, as far as my perspective is concerned, that's politically oriented. I, it has nothing to do with politics. It's not a left thing. It's just with, it's the same thing as the PBR. It's not a left thing. It's not a right thing. It's, it's a unity thing. They stand united because nobody is going to look around the room at somebody else standing with their hand over their heart, listening to the national anthem or singing it, it loudly and think to, think to themselves, man, this is a completely divisive situation. Yeah. Nobody's going to think that. So, I mean, yes, I'm passionate about this. I'm really passionate about this. The teams did not come out on the field. They're blaming, they're, they're, they're blaming Trump, uh, the president, for this. Uh, they're saying that, you know, they're victims of, the, of circumstance. You're not victims of circumstance. Stand together on the sidelines when the national anthem is played. That's all you got to do. And then play football. The bad thing is, I'm going to say this, it was an incredible game yesterday. The game was incredible, but it was ruined by the crap they did at the beginning. Yeah. Well, and I, I couldn't say that any better, brother. That, that, that's exactly how I feel. Um, and the one thing that I want to say is that America is not perfect uh, and, and nobody's claiming it is perfect. But you and I have both been around the world. And I'm here to tell you, this <laughs> is a great country. It's an amazing country. It's an amazing country. And you see the oppression that goes on around the world with the different countries. And you realize the fact that you, you, you feel like this country is, is not what it should be. And like you said, I think you, you, you sum that up and you go to the communities to fix it. But our nation as a whole is fantastic. I love it. We fought for it. We believe in it. And this this kneeling for this is basically saying, I don't, I don't care for our country the way it is. It's got too many things wrong. And I just would encourage anybody that feels that way, go spend some time in some of these other countries. Go to Syria, go to Saudi Arabia, go to some of these other countries that have some serious issues and see what life is like over there. So. Well, that's the, that's the thing. If you can live inside your little glass house and, and, and throw stones, it's, it's, it's easy. Um, it's easy to do that. And, and, you know, and, and in the same regard, somebody else gave me another, you know, posted on social media today, they had a picture of Tim Tebow, uh, kneeling after, uh, kneeling to pray and, and thanking God, um, for his, his, uh, um, ability to do what he did. And there was such a severe media backlash, uh, of mainstream media backlash about it. Um, because he was praying it, it was, but now all of a sudden it's, it's our president's fault that these football players are, you know, kneeling on the sidelines in protest during a song that has nothing to do with, yeah. with, it, it has nothing to do with what, it, what they're even protesting about. I don't, I the message is so convoluted. It started with hands up, don't shoot. That was a false narrative that was shown to be untrue, completely untrue and, and fabricated. That's where it all started from something that was completely fake. And then it turned to something else when, when that wasn't good enough. And then it turned to something else. 
and that wasn't good enough. And now it's the president's fault because that wasn't good enough. Um, and you know, it just w- none of this divisiveness. There's they're they're blaming it on the president for saying what we were all thinking and what we were all talking about, saying just get out there and play football. And he said it in a way a military person would say it. Yeah. I mean, well, he said it, he was he said it the way a Texan would say it. He said it the way a cowboy would say it. Yeah. But take the politics out of that. Take the president out of that. None of this. None of this would have happened if everybody would have just stood, sang the national anthem, and honored our military service members and the sacrifices of those that came before us. Amen. Our first responders, our law enforcement, all of those, if they would have just honored that and then gone into their communities and spent their money there, God knows what they could have changed instead of what just happened on Sunday. Well, and you're speaking. All I'm saying is they need to get up or get out. Yep. Yep. And you're speaking, Ryan, as a person who has has family has sacrificed. And, you know, I, I told you we spoke earlier today. I made just a post showing the flag draped coffins. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the flag, one of the many things that the flag represents to me. That's the highest honor we can we can bestow upon our fallen warriors is to drape their coffin in the flag. And mm-hmm. then that flag is given to the family, which you are very aware of that. Yep. And it's just it's an honor and it's it's displayed somewhere in a in a rightful place because of that and uh all those things flow into that so we we could spend the whole evening on it i i I appreciate your passion on that Ryan, and i appreciate where you came from that and i truly know uh i we're on the same page uh of this and uh if if there's a couple things that i could say about the pbr just to make sure that you guys understand where the pbr is coming from because i am their i am their patriotic voice um the pbr is not making a political statement with this um they they're sending a positive message to the united states that that all of the bull riders and the pbr they stand in unity um they stand in unity uh they don't they it's it's not they're not going after the nfl they're not trying to trying to throw digs at the nfl it has nothing to do with the nfl they have made the decision on their own to stand in unity because that's what they want to do and you know the i think that if anybody gets an opportunity to get out to a PBR event, you'll probably find that eight seconds at a time, it's probably some of the most exciting stuff you'll see. Um, and then if you attend the, the, the opening ceremonies for a PBR event, you'll also see it's one of the most patriotic displays that you'll have ever seen at a national sports organization, if not the most patriotic display you'll ever have ever seen um, by a national sports organization. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. You know, Ryan, if you don't mind, we got to, couple people would like to ask you uh, a couple of questions. I, I know I saw one of them earlier. If you could tell, do you have a, do you have a favorite bull rider? Oh man, I'm going to tell you what it's, it's get, I, I've really started following PBR because of all this kind of stuff, all this kind of happened like recently. Um, you know, there's, there, uh, there's some guys that, that they keep shuffling back and forth in, in it's, I'm really getting to know them all. So I haven't, I got to be honest with you. I haven't picked a favorite um, as of yet because I've watched probably the last five different arena events, um, which they're on CBS, by the way, if you guys are interested, they're on CBS, but the last um, five arena events and you get to see some guys get 
like really wrecked and yeah. then come back a couple, you know, the week after and then win it. I mean, when I say wrecked, that's the name. That's what they call when they get, they, it, it isn't just a buck off. It's a, it's a, you know, you usually end up unconscious, uh, in a, in a, in a wreck. Um, but you know, you, and then you get these guys that are, you know, they're, they're fighters and they, they're just working their way up slowly. And then you got these guys that are super smooth and I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I gotta be honest with you. The best answer to that question is no. Yeah. Um, I, I am honored to, to get to know and, and become more of the family here. It's almost like when you go to a family reunion and you meet, you know, eight cousins or 10 cousins or whatever it is that you, that, and, and then you start communicating with them you know, and you're talking to them for a few months. That's kind of my situation. You know, I, I, uh, they brought me into the family and every single one of these guys are just, uh, um, top notch, but I will say this Shorty Gorman and I have, have connected and have, uh, had some great conversations. So, um, he, he's, he is one heck of a Patriot. If you guys get on his, his, uh, Instagram and his, uh, Twitter and social media, he is a, he is the guy that started that We Stand United pledge, like I said, and uh, he's a true patriot. He loves America probably as much, if not more. I don't know how anybody could more than me, but he loves America just as much as I do. And, you know, he's he's such a great guy, but he does a lot of speaking during the events. He kind of changes up. He's down on the on the dirt and they do commentary from the top and he's down on the dirt talking and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, there's just a lot of great things about the PBR that, um, I can't necessarily say one rider is my favorite yet. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I have to get to hang out with them. Uh, yeah. you know, we're at world finals. We'll be, get, we'll be getting to hang out a lot. So I, I'll be able to tell you who, uh, who I, who I became friends with because you always awesome. seem to attach yourself to somebody. Have you ever gotten on a bull yet? That, that is not what I am there to do. <laughs> um, <I'm, laughs> I am not trying to be a bull rider. I'm not trying to pretend to be a bull rider. I have no desire whatsoever to get on the back of one of those things. Yeah. Um, I will get on a stage and sing and have an adrenaline rush for an hour and a half anytime before I get on a bull for for a second to even try to think about it. No. I, those those guys are some of the baddest Muldoons. I mean, let me tell you guys a story real quick. And, and I don't know if you guys know this stuff or not, but Sean Gleason was telling me a story about uh, one of the events that they did last year one of the riders and I can't remember the rider's name, but one of the riders got on his first ride in the evening and they were riding, I think three, three times they had three rides. They took the average of those three rides or something. And they take the points from those three rides. Anyway, his first ride of the evening breaks his, his leg through and through. No, mm-hmm. when I say breaks his leg through and through, like both his bones broke them through and through, you know what he does? He tapes his leg up and rides the rest of the evening, two more rides and almost wins the event literally breaks his leg through and through tell me something you ever seen an nfl football player break his leg through and through and continue a football game <laughs> no nope. that's, that's and i'm not i'm not pit, once again i'm not pitting a pbr against against the nfl i'm just saying that these dudes are bad like yeah. they're bad i mean it's and it's an awesome sport so all you guys out there and gals if you are listening to this start paying attention to what these guys are doing because there it's the fastest growing sport in the world right now and awesome. and it, 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 there's a reason for it so anyway yeah uh the last uh one more question i had for you ryan is uh what are your upcoming shows 
My next show, believe it or not, is World Finals. The okay. PBR World Finals. Um, there are some things that are going on right now. We are releasing an EP called Celebrate America. It's a three-song EP. It's real small. Yeah. Um, the uh, the uh, proceeds from this EP are going. We're, we're they supposed to be debuting the EP at the World Finals. We might have some things changed due to recent events, um, but. Uh, the proceeds from that are going to uh, a national nonprofit organization benefiting the fallen and a, a local nonprofit organization from, I believe it may end up being my brother's military order, the Purple Heart, mm. uh, in my home county to give back to where I came from. Um, uh, the proceeds are going to be going to both uh, organizations because we're also doing a tri- what's called a tribute to the fallen, um, mm. where we involved uh, the Dallas police officers, families, two 9-11 families and my family in a tribute video. Uh, and we wrote a theme song. I wrote a theme song that's also going to be on the EP called Never Forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited about that EP. Uh, you guys pay attention to my Facebook. I'm going to be blowing it up the next several days. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's possibly going to be happening this week and next week. Um, you know, if you guys could do me a huge favor out there, everybody that's listening, please share my pages. Um, we need to get as many people on those pages liking my Facebook page. I'm a, as an independent artist, I'm only at 35,000 likes on my Facebook page. And, and as uh, Steve's, Steve has helped me significantly increase my Instagram followers uh, with his posts, uh, I am still only down at around 8,000. And we need to get the word out uh, about what we're doing to as many people as possible uh, because I think that if I can be your voice, uh, and your family's voice, where I'm, I'm here to support the military, uh, the law enforcement, first responders, previous military, their families. Um, you guys are going to have a voice at the national level um, that is not going to be quiet. And uh, I, I'm going to do all that I can to make sure that I can uh, support. Um, I can't necessarily always respond to every one of the messages on social media already, so I apologize if I don't. Uh, immediately respond to you but I try to respond to as much as I can Um, but I have a feeling just got a feeling (laughs) in the next couple weeks that uh, my my social media is going to go ballistic but I want every single one of you if you see if I write a message to you and it says be safe Ryan um, it was me Uh, there isn't somebody else doing messages on my pages I'm the only I'm I'm handling it right now we I may have a um, somebody help when I'm about to sign on with a management company here in town in Nashville uh, and a, and a booking agency, but the management company is probably going to help me with social media as far as posting and that kind of stuff is concerned, but responding to, um, I will try to do the best that I can to respond to every message that gets sent to me. Um, so I really appreciate you guys uh, support. That's awesome. You want to give out uh, your uh, social media sites just so everybody yeah, absolutely. listening down the road can hear it. There's a one-stop shop uh, at weavercountry.com. That's weavercountry.com that has all of my social media links on the top. But if you want to go, if you're on Facebook on one of your other tabs while you're listening to this, or if you've downloaded this and and you're on social media at the same time, Ryan Weaver Country uh, is uh, is my artist page. And if you happen to see my personal page where we can't take on any more friends, um, but, uh, if you follow my, my page and send me a message on my personal page, if I write you back, which I should, cause I check my messages, if I write you back, a lot of folks don't know 
it's it's exactly the same thing and then you can go up there as far as it, it'll have you following my page put c first and then everything that i'm posting will show up in your news feed um the only difference between being friends is it is i won't be able to see all of your posts on my news feed but if you want to keep up to date on everything that's going on uh shoot me a message to say hi every now and again whatever it may be i'll do the best that i can to say hello back and um so ryan weaver country my instagram is uh i believe weaver country no it's ryan, ryan weaver, ryan ryan weaver country. country yes yep. ryan weaver country goodness gracious i'm i have trouble uh, the ryan we ryan weaver country is my instagram if you want to go check out Burn and my other music video, Crank It, and some performance videos with the West Point Band, I was at West Point performing a couple weeks back uh, with the West Point Band at Trophy on Trophy Point. Um, a couple of the song, uh, songs that we got, uh, one of the songs, Unfriendly Fire, that's on the album with them. By the way, there is an album out there right now. If you guys want to download an album, uh, the Wet Benny Havens Band has a uh, an album out on iTunes right now, and my song unfriendly fire it's the the cover of the album and you can see it on my instagram page says featuring charlie daniels and ryan weaver it's the first first album that the west point band uh benny haven's band has has ever released in the history of west point and my wow. single unfriendly fire was the first single off of that and it's it is in the consideration rounds for a grammy um so i'm not a grammy nominated artist but i'm in the consideration rounds which means that it went from the twenty thousand songs that were submitted down to the uh, top 15. Wow, and, that's awesome. Yeah, from the top 15, it goes now into the voting by Grammy uh, voters to get into the top five. And if it gets into the top five, then I'm considered a Grammy-nominated artist. But now we're just in the consideration rounds for it. So you guys go download um, the Benny Havens Band album. It's patriotic music. It's great stuff. These people are super talented. If anybody has ever gone to hear an army rock band or something like that. It's, I mean, these guys are unbelievably talented and it was uh, produced in Nashville by a good friend of mine, Michael Spriggs. I actually met him on the Grand Ole Opry when I played on there. He's one of the instrumentalists on there. Um, you guys check that out. And then on iTunes, there are three singles on iTunes. We got Burn, Crank It, and New Set of Tires. There are not, there's another Ryan Weaver out there. Those are not, it's not me and you're going to see a significant difference in the music <laughs> because he does uh, Americana stuff and mine is, more rock and country mixed yeah. um uh but i guess that that pretty much does my twitter's weaver country um so you look up ryan weaver country music put those three words in or those four i i went to public school um <laughs> those, those four words put ryan weaver country music in there uh if we don't fill up the top you know the top of your page or the for your first couple pages i'd be surprised you'll be able to find anything you need to know there's a lot of stuff about to come out though. Uh, so if you guys stick with me, um, you'll be able to keep up to date on everything that's happening. That's awesome, brother. Awesome. Well, your uh, guys in the room are saying thanks for you coming on and doing this. And we obviously appreciate this. I can't tell you enough, brother, uh, the respect I have for you, your family, and um, just you spend a little bit of time coming on uh, you know, our podcast. It means a lot to us. Well, I, I can't thank you guys enough for inviting me and thank you for spreading the word and, and, you know, this, uh, I, I watch, I've been stalking your Instagram page and seeing what you're seeing, what you're doing. And, and I, you know, it, it's, it's so great to see other Patriots out there that um, aren't afraid to speak their hearts about, you know, what's going on in support of our brothers and sisters in arms. And uh, I just can't wait for the rest of everybody to see what's about to happen after November 4th. It's going to get crazy. <laughs> 
that's going to be on that's going to be live fed on facebook i believe from the uh, pbr's page my performance is going to be live fed i think i believe so awesome. look up pb the pbr's facebook page too let's uh let's definitely stay in touch uh brother and uh, again thank you for spending a little bit of time with us tonight we really do appreciate it yeah, right on man we want to thank everyone who has joined us live on the YouTube channel, talking and asking questions. We appreciate it. Uh, those listening uh, not live on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Combat Learjet, where you can jump on future podcasts and talk and hang out with us live. Thank you again for coming on, Ryan. It was awesome to be able to talk to you. Absolutely. Right on, brothers. You guys be safe. All right. All right. Thank you, brother.